0: Hi, i Daniel Lucas and welcome to Music 101. Music 101 is all about the music that I like, music trivia, my top 5 music of the week, my top 10 music of the month and a lot more. And today, I have my official co-host like no other than
1: Miss Angie. Hello, Brother Daniel. How are you today? I'm
0: fabulous like you, Miss Andy. So, how, how are you doing?
1: Um, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. I work too hard for being as old as I am, but I am, but I'm pretty good. And I'm so damn good looking, and it's so bad that you can't see that. <laughs> I'm so glad.
0: So before we go on, Miss André, I want to invite uh, people listening to music, our Music 101. I'm inviting you to listen to our podcast. Uh, uh, I'm inviting you to listen to my other podcast, Food 101, our third season, with Chef Alessandro, one of the executive chefs in one of the five-star hotel in downtown Toronto, plus my Book 101 review, It's our third season too now with Chris Tetreble, award-winning author, and the author of the Voldemort Apocalypse trilogy. So please do check those two podcasts of mine because they are on the list of the best podcasts on the planet.
1: Yeah, I believe it because I know how hard you work at this, and (laughs) I do get you cranky all the time.
0: It's good to be in Cranky and every time, right? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it keeps the idiots awake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: So, Miss NJ what are we going to talk about today?
1: Well, it's just by coincidence, really, that this, uh, this rocker is Canadian, um, but he is known worldwide. And boy, I gotta tell you, and he has a fan base. They are solid. They are strapped in and just, there's no letting go. You know what I mean? they do anything for him. And his name is Mr. Neil Young. Yes,
0: one of the legendary Canadian singer.
1: Yo, know, he's so much more than a singer. He's i uh, I wouldn't even, to be quite honest, in my, okay, can I give my opinion?
0: Of course.
1: I never saw him as being a singer. I mean, he was a guy who sang, but I wouldn't exactly put the label on him as a singer. Not like well, he's a lot like Bob Dylan, or Arlo, or or uh, yeah, Arlo Guthrie, um, in the way that he's a folky guy. But he's a fabulous songwriter, and a great harmonica player, and a brilliant. Acoustic guitar player.
0: Definitely. He's a legendary contributor of the music industry. mm mm-hmm. So Neil Percival Young was born November 12, 1945. He's a Canadian-American singer, songwriter, and musician. Nice. So after embarking on a music career in Winnipeg, in the 1960s, Young moved to Los Angeles, joining the pop rock group Buffalo Springfield. So where is Mr. Young now? Is it in Canada or in
1: America? Where is he now? He's in, Amer- in the States, I do believe. He's married to Daryl Hannah, the actress. Oh, nice. You know, the one from, I think she was in Splash. She played the mermaid. And she was in uh, Fried Green Tomatoes. I believe, yes, and a bunch of other stuff. She's been in a whole bunch of things, but yeah, they got married not in 2009, eighteen.
0: So what are the characteristics of Mr. Young that you like best in uh, his music?
1: Um, it took me a long time to get used to the fact that he even made it, to be quite honest, but I understand it now, okay, so nobody be sending me hate mail or anything. Um, I was really young, like, I was five when he took off to LA, so I mean, it wasn't like I was going, oh my god, I just can't decide whether it should be Neil Young, Bob Dylan, or Arlo Guthrie. Um, It was a matter of I didn't care at that age, and then as I got older, I just wanted to hear rock and roll, and you could never really be sure what he was going to put out as a te- when I was a teenager. And he was just starting his best qualities. I mean, the thing that I like the most about him is he has he just can write. And I'm a writer as well. And and it, it can be so very hard to write something that you're feeling. Sometimes you have blasts of inspiration and sometimes you have nothing. And the man has written. Or he's got written and produced and put out thirteen hundred and eighty-three songs that he wrote.
0: Oh wow. That's really?
1: ridiculous.
0: That's ridiculous. That's so now,
1: how, how did he get time to get a girlfriend and then get married three times? Oh, really? Yeah. It must have been they must have been editors. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It is. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are the um, uh, award? Uh, what do you call this? What are the awards that Mister Young received? Yes, for, but like, as far as you know,
1: okay, he has had he's had quite a few different awards. Some of them are kind of kind of weird. <laughs> for- <laughs> the reasons like i mean he won two grammys uh the first one was in 2010 in a really unlikely category it was for the best art direction for a box set for his 2009 rarities collection neil young archives number one and that was all his songs from 1963 to 1972 the following year, he won his first Grammy for actually his music when he was awarded Best Rock Song for Angry World, a track from his 2010 album, La Noise.
0: 2010,
1: eh? That was, well, That yeah, it was the album he put out in 2010, but he got the Grammy in 2011.
0: Okay, yes, Angry World,
1: right? Yeah, and, and and he got one in 2010, but that wasn't for his music. It was for, like I said, his uh, art dress.
0: Yes, music cares person of the year. Yeah. Yes, that's true. As a lot of nominated, I will count two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty-two. 24 25 nominated for the Grammy. Wow, wow,
1: that's that was, we, now you know that he there are people who who live for him, you know,
0: yes, and for the Juno Awards, he won the. The archive volume one 1963 or nineteen seventy two, yeah. best box or special limited edition package. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah.
0: And I oh, know. I think that's the Grammy. Sorry.
1: That's yeah. The
0: Grammy. So the Junior Award, She won two thousand eleven artist of the Year. Okay. Who oh, did he? Always, I, I never saw that anywhere,
1: and I did. Yes. I was unaware.
0: An adult alternative album of the year by you said Lenoise won. Yeah. She won that for the Junior Award. And 2007, Ad- adult alternative album of the year, Living with War. Wow, nice. Plus, 2006, Jack Richards producer of the year, The Painter. She mm-hmm. won again. Mm-hmm. She won again. And then, Best Male Artist in 2001. He won that time, plus 1995 Male, male Vocalist of the Year. He won <laughs> the new, and then a two, 1994 Album of the Year, Harvest Moon.
1: That's, yeah, oh, well, that's, that's a very good reason, because that's a great album.
0: Yes, and uh, uh, he was <laughs> nominated, uh, let's count, two, four, six, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 21 times for the Juno Awards. Imagine.
1: Jeez, what's wrong with us that we didn't jump on that sooner? Yes. Even though I'm a little blown away by best vocalist of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but being a vocalist and being a vocal coach... It just Uh, wasn't anything I'd ever teach anyone. (laughs) But I really appreciate it because it's so heartfelt and because his songs, nobody can do them like Neil Young, you know.
0: Yes, he's one of a kind. And uh, he won also the MTV Video Music Awards Mm in uh, 1989. The Notes for You, Video of the Year.
1: Yeah, this Notes for You, yeah. That was this uh, sarcasm Type of uh, tongue in cheek song that he wrote because he was fighting against a company whose name I shall not say. Um, that he thought was they were kind of screwing people over and uh using people to do their advertisings and not doing a very good job at paying them and taking care of them,
0: yes, definitely. So uh, Mr. Young was nominated uh in the MTV Video Music Award
1: two times. It's mm. not bad, right? Well, no, that's great because you know Neil Young was the only guy because I remember I used to watch the MTV Music Awards and um when they do an unplugged, it started out that everybody was unplugged like it was just their microphones and they were doing acoustics and like an old piano or something. As the time went by, he, uh, they, everybody was plugged into something. I mean, they were all electrified. And Neil did it. I think it was fifteen years ago. It was, and maybe longer. And he really went unplugged. Like he had a microphone. That was it. But he did. He did uh, a song. Um, hurricane, like a hurricane, and he did yeah. it on a pump organ and his harmonica. And I mean, he d- you don't have to, you don't have to plug in a pump organ. It's like almost like like a pipe organ, and he really knows how to play it. You know, so it was fabulous. It's my all time favorite version of that song.
0: That's really awesome. And uh, Mr. Young was uh, in inducted in the Canada Walk of Fame yep. so, uh, in he, 2000.
1: Yeah, and he is at the same, um, he was named Officer of Canada. So that's why behind his name he has Neil Percival Young, OC. So he oh. is an official oh. Officer of Canada.
0: That's the behind that name, eh? Yeah. And in 2003, Rolling Stones' 500 Greatest Album of All Time list included After the Gold Rush at number 71, Mm -hmm. Harvest at number 78, Deja Vu at number 148, and Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere at
1: number 208. Yeah. He had an unbelievable list of albums he's done. And yes. he's written most of it. Well, I mean, we're talking about a guy who's written 1838 <laughs> songs.
0: <laughs> so how, how about you think, uh, Ms. NJ? What is the flaws of uh, uh, Mr. Young music?
1: Well, he, he's a, uh, he's always liked folk music. Um, because he grew up in, in Winnipeg, Manitoba, they've got, there's a, it's a little bit more in the East, you know what I mean? There's a little bit more folk going on. And it was in the time of the sort of the revolution, the quiet revolution with the hippies and, you know, and everybody was starting to stand up for everybody's rights and do the right thing. And he was very into that. He had a couple of bands, but they were just, I don't think his bands were really in tune with what he was trying to do. And then he went on a singles gallivant and he started playing like coffee houses as a solo uh, performer. And it was just after that. Oh, that was in Toronto. Sorry. And he's always been part of folk and part rock. And he, when he rocks, he really rocks. I watched a video last night of him in a live concert and I could not believe, I could not believe how this man rocks out. I didn't know if he was all right or not. Like I went, it's wrong <laughs> with him. But I mean, he gives it everything because he gets so into his music. Yes. Yeah, if you compare Bob
0: Dylan to Neil Yang on the stage, what a big difference?
1: Um, i got to be quite honest with you. I don't really... Neil is really wild. (laughs) Let me see. This is the way they describe... This is how Britannica describes him. Um, He is known for his idiosyncratic... Output an eclectic sweep from solo folk to grunge guitar rocker. Wow! So, yeah, so he's uh, he's true to what he writes and what he does, and he does things all over the board. Like he'll be rocking, and then he'll. But he has the best love songs I've ever heard.
0: Yes. So, what is your uh, favorite love song that he created? That you like this,
1: um, you want my number one already? <laughs> because I don't know if I want to give it up, but um, I can tell you of uh, I can tell you of some that I do like. um long may you run is is a great song, and it's a love song, but I'm gonna ask you, have you any idea what or who what or who he is singing about in this song? Do you know? No, no. He is singing about his hearse. Oh, wow. Really he a, yeah, he had a hearse. He bought it in uh, Toronto and he drove it to L.A. in 1966. And he was in love with that car. And he took it, took very, very good care of it. And so he wrote, long may you run. And it's, wow. it sounds just like he's talking about his wife or a love of his life because it is a love of his life.
0: Definitely. So let's go to your top five hit songs of Mr. Neoyah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) 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 All right. Um, Hang on a sec. Oh, I'm putting out his biggest albums here. Hang on, I've got it here. The top five. Okay. I think my my number five was Old Man.
0: Old man,
1: what all about. Okay, the lyrics are, old man, take a look at my life. I'm a lot like you were. Um, I want someone to love me the whole day through. Just one look in my eyes and you can tell that's true. And it's him talking about, again, another experience. Um, A man who used to um, work on his farm that he used to work with. And he was an old guy who was sort of alone and and sad and and he just worked really hard and that's Neil saw himself in that and that's so he wrote a song about it because he saw himself becoming that person. So
0: okay, so it was released uh in the spring of nineteen seventy-two and from the album Harvest.
1: Mm-hmm. Great album, by the way.
0: Yes, reaching number four in Canada and number 31 on the Billboard Hot 100 Singles Chart of the Week, ending June 3.
1: Alrighty, that's good I, to
0: know. Yes, that's really awesome. The song was written for the caretaker, as he said, of the Northern California Broken Arrow Runs which Young purchased for three hundred fifty thousand in nineteen seventy. Wow. Mm. Now it became two million as of twenty twenty two. Wow.
1: Wow. I <laughs> think <Even>, wow. <laughs> he, he, he's quite he's he's kind of what's the word not demented that's not it. he's sort of out there like because he does he does this neil young after we're done my list i'll tell you some of the cool things about him oh yes definitely so uh the temple
0: of the old man how how do you describe it
1: it's slow almost everything he has is slow it goes do 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 like it's just sort of a nice slow mellow. He doesn't. You're not going to get any orchestration really going with him. If it's fast, he's got his bass. He's got bass and rhythm and drums. And this is like acoustic. And um, his um. Let me see if he has his. He has a banjo in it. I know that. Um, piano. And a six-string guitar and a bass, I think. And it's just a very mellow, sort of a Sunday afternoon song. But, you know, the song is perfect if you listen to it with good headphones.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And if you summarize the lyrics it's all about really an old man
1: (laughs) yeah and that he sees himself there and that he knows he's getting there and he wants the same things so he's saying you know we all are pretty much the same doesn't matter how old we are definitely so at number four my number four pick is like a hurricane Now, there's two versions, like I said. There's his rocking it out to the point where I wasn't sure if he was having a seizure. (laughs) Because (laughs) I've never seen anybody dance like that, except for this guy I dated in Saskatchewan once. He looked like he was wiping the cow manure off his boots in every dance that he did. And he just gets so into it. And that's the wonderful thing about Neil Young is that he is so involved in his music. He is so, he lives every minute of it.
0: Yes, why Why do you think there's a two version of the like a hero game? Okay.
1: Well, like, um, oh yeah, I should have connected the two and explained that, is that that was during his uh, tour um, and I think he was with Crazy Horse. He's, he's been with it used to be Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young because he joined them and he was on and off with them. He worked with Crazy Horse. He worked with all these different bands. He's worked with absolutely everybody. But the slow version is the unplugged for MTV. And the fast version is the the version that's on on the original album.
0: Wow. That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. So the album was... uh... Released July 1975 with the help of his friend uh, La Honda, neighbor. Mm-hmm. I, love, I, love, I, love, I,
1: love. I can't pronounce it either.
0: Yes, in uh, the back of his DeSoto suburban during the time when Young was unable to sing because of an operation on his vocal cords.
1: Yeah, he's had a, a bit of bad luck. He had a stroke at one point, too. At 1975? hmm I believe so. Oh, wow. Yeah, and and the poor guy has his first or his second wife passed away. They've been married about 20-some years. She passed away, and but with her, he had two boys, both with cerebral palsy. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah, so he started this big farm um, to take care of kids, like to help take care of kids and to send them what was called the Bridge School. And, oh. yeah, and it does, it. it's helpful in teaching them and helping them get through things and learn how to do things.
0: Yes. And it's a, also... It has also appeared on the compilation "Decade" and the greatest hits, and on the live album "Live Russ World Unplug" or mm-hmm. "Live Russ Weld Unplug."
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's be awesome! Uh, uh, oh, a brain, sorry, it was a brain aneurysm. and yeah, not a stroke. There's a difference there. So,
0: oh, okay. So he wrote that song when having this uh, uh, aneurysm. Good thing it's not that severe aneurysm, right? Because Yeah,
1: it could be. I mean, as a rule, they, they aren't real good news. Sometimes you, it seems to me um, a lot of people uh, don't even get to hear the news their family does because brain aneurysm can, usually can take you out right away, but... He got very lucky there. Yes. Yeah, so what is the tempo of the music? Um, uh, it's, oh God, these are so hard to explain. It's, it should be, I think it should be done in a slow beat, but but it sort of starts out like, um, you know, the song by uh, Freebird by Leonard Skinnerd it yes. starts yes. like that sort of slow and then it just takes off and it now you're in for a party ride you know what i mean
0: yes and it builds okay. and builds and builds
1: and it's a great tune that's the tempo mm-hmm. it's just really it, it's all over the place sort of it starts slow and then it's like train train keeps rolling all that long you know like it just goes faster and faster and faster uh that's be awesome So at number three, Southern
0: Man. So what is all about?
1: Oh, this is a great song that he wrote because he's a very, he's one of these guys who will fight against injustices like you wouldn't believe. It was like about the Confederate Southern states and how racist they were and how they had held slaves. And it's him saying, your time has come. And I like it's. You're getting your payback now because this is this has got to go, you know. And uh, some of the lyrics are, um, better. Where's it? Sorry, better keep your head. Don't forget what the good book said, Southern man. And it says Southern change is gonna come at last. Now your your crosses are burning fast, Southern man. And it's more up-tempo than the other ones.
0: Oh, wow. And it says, uh, yeah, th- it comes from the album After the Gold Brass, released mm-hmm. in 1970. An that's extended another... live version can be heard on the Gr- grosby Still, Nash, and Young album Four yeah. Ways Um That's
1: another great album, by the way. That's that's the one I grew up with. My sister had it, and I think I heard it eight bazillion times.
0: Brazilian.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Brazilian, I say. (laughs) (laughs) Because Brazil is listening, are they not? (laughs)
0: Brazilian. Obrigado for listening. Thank you so much. And it said the lyrics of Southern Man describe the racism towards Blacks in the American South. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Young tells the story of a white man, uh, symbolically or symbolically the entire white South and how he mistreated his slaves. Mm-hmm. Young pleadingly asks when South will make amends for the fortune or for the fortunes built through slavery when he sings. Mm-hmm. Oh nice. As, as you said, it's one of a great song of Mr. Neil Young.
1: Mr. Neil Young also was a huge component in, uh, in Farm Aid in 85 because he understood how, why it was like, you know, with the drought and they were having, the government was, was the American government was at war and they weren't getting, The money that they need, the farmers weren't getting the funds that they needed to keep things going. So he did him and Bob Dylan and I think Rick Rubin, the producer and a a million other people got up there and uh, had a big, huge like concert and everybody did it for nothing. And all the proceeds were donated to Farm Aid.
0: Oh, that's awesome. eh?
1: I believe that he also did. uh, I think he it was now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he was doing one of those Christmas songs, "We Are the World" type yes. of thing, one of those things. And I think they, when they had to sing with everybody, somebody or other said, uh, some singer, S- Stephen Stills, or somebody said Neil, or the it was the the music producer, and he said. Neil, you were a little flat on that note. I was wondering if you'd like to maybe just try it again. And he went, that's how I sing. (laughs) That's how (laughs) I do it. Like, I'm not changing now. Of course. Why should I change? (laughs) This is is my tempo. (laughs) And my key. Whatever it is, it's not right, but I'll sing it.
0: (laughs) Yes. This is how my style is. (laughs)
1: That's exactly right. That's exactly how he is. He doesn't ever change his style for anybody.
0: Definitely. Follow your, uh, what do you call this? Instinct? Or follow your style?
1: Follow, yeah, follow your heart and it should all work out. Definitely. At number two. Alrighty, well, this one's a good one because um, it's the only number one song he ever had and it's called Heart of Gold, and it's fabulous.
0: I love that one.
1: Yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? He's such a good harmonica player, too.
0: Yes, it's one of, I think, one of the famous songs of Mr. Young. Do you agree? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's the only one yet is number one, and I don't think there's anybody who doesn't know it.
0: Definitely. It's like... uh, People uh, born on the 80s, 70s this is one of a kind heart of gold
1: mm-hmm. yep it sure is and some of the lyrics about it are he's uh, he's it's like a love letter type of thing and it says I want to live, I want to give I've been a miner for a heart of gold keep me searching for a heart of gold, and I'm getting old.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, just acoustic guitar and harmonica, but he always has these fabulous backup singers too, which really helps.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: definitely helps. <laughs> it, it adds something to I know a lot of people out there are probably saying, are you kidding me? He has a fabulous voice. As he got older, yeah, he got better and better. And he's Neil Young, so that's what his voice is. You yes. know like and that's why you love him because everybody knows you can feel everything that he's singing and performing just ooze out of him sort of in his voice,
0: yes, the voice is the trademark of Mr. Young. it sure is, and from his third album, Harvest, this is young is only u s number one single, number one single in Canada. it reached number one on the r PM national single chart for the first time on April 8, 1972, on which date Young held top spot on both singles and the album charts. Wow! Billboard ranked it on the number 17 song for 1972. In 2004, Rolling Stones ranked it on number 297 on their list. Of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Wow, that's that's a quite an honor. Yes. He said, oh no, it said 500 greatest songs of all time.
1: Oh, I was going to say, as long as it wasn't, what number was it? 292? Yes. Well, it's a good thing that the list wasn't just 293 songs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, out of 500, that's good. That brings <laughs> <happy in. laughs> them up uh,
0: but on uh, but on 2010 they updated. It's now on the 303 on the list, and uh, on
1: 2021 it's now on
0: 259.
1: Oh, he well, he re, he re uh, does he remasters like gets all his stuff remastered as he goes, and I guess the last time he did the right job, and the first time he did not a bad job of it, but they didn't have the technology, I guess so.
0: Yes, definitely. But Mr. Young have this ca- charisma for everybody that, oh,
1: this is Mr. Young.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's the trademark.
1: <laughs> I, I was reading some comments about him after watching some of his videos on YouTube. And I've never experienced people who are such hardcore fans for him. They go, I could listen to this song every day for the rest of my life and never get tired of it. And I had this record when I was eight and I've listened to it every day since and he is just the best. And if any time I'm having a bad day, I listen to Neil Young. And like, there was nothing in there that was like, well, that was interesting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, Miss NJ at number one.
1: There's my drum roll.
0: Yes.
1: It is called Harvest Moon and everybody knows it too. And it is the prettiest, most romantic love song. And it reminds me of when my husband and I were romantic. Oh, wow. <laughs> we, we listened to that entire album on a trip through Canada. And I, at the time, this was 25 years ago. And at the time I wasn't much of a, Like I said, I was just starting to kind of stick my toe in the waters of Neil Young music and to try to appreciate it for him. And then I, halfway through the trip, it was Eddie was starting to go, Can we take Neil Young off? We've heard him eight billion (laughs) times. So, yeah, that's where I earned my uh, credibility.
0: Yes, and it was released as the first single from his nineteen ninety-two album Harvest Moon. It reached number thirty six, or it reached number thirty-six on the UK single charts. It's
1: a fabulous song. It's so yes. romantic. Do you want to hear some lyrics? Yes, definitely, yes. Okay, it goes um it goes do, do 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 <laughs> It goes. Do, 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 do. Yeah. It, it says, um, "Come a little bit closer." Um, oh, Jesus, I can't remember that line it goes. Because I'm still in love with you. I want to see you dance again. Still in love with you on this harvest moon. When we were, when we were, uh, strangers. I watched you from afar. When We Were Lovers, I I Loved You With All My Heart.
0: Yes, definitely. It's Thank one you. of a kind.
1: So do you think Harvest Moon,
0: uh, where did uh, Mr. Young influence
1: in uh, writing the lyrics? Um, I'm not completely sure because he was div- divorced. No, he may have still been married. He's just a really romantic guy. Yes. Like he really, he really says what he thinks he has. a But I think the thing that turned me off of him at the beginning was stuff like Ohio and and like the songs about four dead in Ohio, where he was writing about, about uh, the guards that, at the Ohio university that killed four students. It was a peaceful supposedly protest. And, and, he wrote this song and it was so, it was such a social commentary, you know, um, that people, it got people really paying attention. And he just, he pours his heart into everything like that. And then he had another one, Needle in the Damage Done, which is so sad too. And it's about a friend who would come to his door and he was a heroin addict. And he'd wow. say, yeah, and he'd say, you you have to find me some, like, because I need some more. And he would tell him that most people don't live as long as he had on it. And that he's, you know, it's inevitable that if he keeps doing it, it's going to kill him. And it's a really sad song. So, Needle and the Damage Done, that makes sense, you know?
0: Yes, so before we go on, Ms. Andre, we're going to shout out to the people listening in the United States. These are the states that listening to us, Ms. Andre.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Number one, Georgia. We have 84%. Oh, yay. And, yes, Georgia is the highest one. Massachusetts at uh, 3%. Okay. Yeah. Ohio at 2%. California, 2%, Virginia at 1%, Florida at 1%, North Carolina at 1%, Oklahoma at 1%, Texas at 1%, Minnesota at 1%, Nevada at 1%, Colorado at 1%, and New Jersey at 1%. Thank you so much for
1: listening to our podcast. And let's make that. Let's see if by next week, we can make it two. So tell a friend.
0: Yes, please. <laughs>
1: Spread the word.
0: Yes. Miss NJ are very grateful for listening to us because this podcast is created to empower musicians, singers, and what else, Miss NJ?
1: all-round entertainment that comes to you in form of a concert. And that's what we're talking about. And we're talking about people who have created a path, like they blazed a path for other people. And these are also the people who really have pinned down their category and, and made something that they... They they created music from their head and they created the genre by the music that they made and it opens up a whole brand new world for people who are maybe not wanting to hear the same type of stuff that they hear every day. And it's really good to know who these trailblazers are.
0: Yes, people. As as we said, this podcast is created to empower
1: don't know that much. I mean, aren't as familiar yeah, yeah. with with our music. Yes, so. people that give light to music industry, mm-hmm. right? Yep, Just the understand. ones that keep us work, keep them working, and us. Even uh, the legendary
0: uh, singer writers and a lot mm-hmm. more. That's what we talk about here. Mm-hmm. So yep. miss Anj let's do the recap of your top five Mr. Neil yang top hit oh. song okay. according to miss AnJ yes at number five
1: old man
0: oh old man Miss NJ talked about uh, this song is dedicated to an old man working in the ranch of Mr. Neil yang in Los Angeles right? Yep, you get you got it. At
1: number four, like a hurricane, with two yes. versions.
0: Yes, two version, and uh, what the other version?
1: The, the other region? version is a uh, pump organ, and it is truly something to hear because it is so beautiful um, when he does it that way. Um, Uh, a pump organ and his harmonica and his vocals and that's it yes at number three southern man southern man (laughs) southern man it's yeah it's a complete call out to the confederate states that uh, for their behavior in the past
0: yes so at number two heart of gold Yes, I love this song, Heart of Gold. Yes, yeah, yeah. okay. So cool. Everybody does, right? Ms. Oh yeah, that's
1: pretty much his I think that's like his signature. That's if you want to hear what Neil Young is like, that's that sort of embodies everything.
0: That's the trademark of Mr. Neil Young. Yes.
1: yes.
0: At number one.
1: Harvest Moon. <laughs> it's a <so> romantic. <laughs>
0: For all the lovers out there, Harvest Moon are really highly recommended to, you know, to dedicate your uh, uh, girlfriend or boyfriend. Right, Miss Anjay?
1: It's, you know, and it's almost guaranteed to spark a light there that maybe wasn't there before. <laughs> or that hasn't been there for a long time. It definitely makes you want to slow dance.
0: <laughs> Sparkling.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, again, we are
0: inviting you to listen to the songs of Mr. Neil Young because it's one of a kind, phenomenal, and it contribute
1: big to oh, the
0: he, music world.
1: Absolutely huge, yeah, yeah. There's he's he's an icon. In reality, he isn't. I, he isn't as solid like where he wants to what he wants to do but you know people's minds change and he's one of these guys who just wanted to try a bit of everything and he worked with Pearl Jam and like he did grunge and he did you name it he did rap stuff he's just a crazy guy who just does he just sort of does what he wants Yes, good for him he's crazy in the sense that
0: uh, the name Neil Yam become big because the music that created is one of a kind and phenomenal.
1: Yes, and he took so many chances, and he could have flushed his career down the toilet, but he stuck with what he wanted, and that's what he got. And this is how famous he is. So remember that. Stick to your guns.
0: Yes, stick what your guts.
1: <laughs> oh, guts. Okay, guns. I usually <laughs> never no, are talking about the confederate. <laughs> confederate word, gun or guts. <laughs> Either guns as a rule. But, uh, but no, he just, has just carried his path, what he wanted. I guess he gets producers and they don't even, Rick Rubin just says, whatever you want, Neil. <laughs> because he'll just go ahead and do it anyways. Yes.
0: This is my style, so I, I will not change it.
1: <laughs> may I may I add that also there are lots and lots of places you can look up things about Neil Young because there's so much stuff that you should know about about his goodwill, you know, with things and his interests. He has poured millions of dollars into two things. I'll I'll try and make this brief. Um, besides Farm Aid and the Bridge School, um, besides that, but for his own personal interests, he liked this um, train company, this miniature train. You know, people have collections of the miniature trains. And he was missing a piece from how the story goes that he, he was a huge collector of these train pieces, and they were about to close. And so he bought the company. And poured okay. open money into it. But unfortunately it wasn't at a very good time. So that kind of went bottoms up. And then the other. That everybody should be fairly interested in. Is that he was like one of the. First guys. To invent. A, an electric car. Oh wow. He had to get this a Lincoln Continental. Now. That's a lot of battery charging, in my opinion. and he he turned it into an electric car. He hired a bunch of people who could figure out how to do it, and he was getting really close to it. Nobody was really doing it, or if they were, they weren't saying anything about. And he was really close to getting it right, but he it had to be it was called the link volt. So look that up and you'll you'll find out about it. And it was getting really, really close to being done, I guess. And uh, then all these companies popped up with a bunch of electric cars that were small. And then it was more economical. So he we went, well, let's move on to something else. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Anjay, thank you for your time. Well, thank you for having me again. Oh wait, I'm a partner now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go to you're your room. <laughs> you're
0: officially co-host now. So uh, this podcast is belong to us now.
1: <laughs> Over oh, a couple, isn't that cute? <laughs> Uh
0: more to come, people, see you soon.
1: Good night.